0: It was
1: winter, and in the north, ice and snow choked the road. But in the desert north of Tucson, Arizona, it was hot. John Williams, writer and soldier of fortune, wiped the perspiration from his brow and shifted in his saddle. He came to the top of a rise and halted. Below him, he could see the little camp he had been riding all day to reach. As he rode down the hill, a man came out of one of the tents to meet him. It was his old friend, Lieutenant Asa Woods, in charge of a surveying party for the Boundary Commission. It's good to see you, John. Glad you decided to join us. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. After so long in town, I've got to get out with plenty of fresh air. You got here just in time, too. There's going to be a total eclipse of the moon in a little while. You can help set up the instruments. I'd be glad to, eh, That afternoon, the men mounted the large telescope on a small hill near the camp. There were many of the superstitious and sometimes hostile Pima Indians about, and they flocked to watch the strange goings-on of the white men. One of them, a minor chief by his dress, approached Williams. What white man do? He pointed a finger at Woods, who was busily lining up the telescope. Williams smiled, seeing a chance to play a joke on the Indians. Well, this is a very powerful cannon. It's a big medicine, chief. We're going to shoot the moon. The Indian wore a puzzled expression as he stepped back among his fellows. Asa Woods adjusted the telescope and took his place at the eyepiece, waiting for the eclipse of the moon to begin. Everyone was deeply attentive. The Indians looked on, wondering at the magic of the white men. The disk of the moon began to grow smaller. The Indian that Williams had spoken to began to talk to those around him, and they in turn passed his words along to the others. Suddenly, as if by a signal, the whole mass of Indians began to shout and dance about, waving their arms and pointing to the moon. The moon. The moon continued to disappear. Williams became alarmed. Woods had taken no notice of the noise. Now he turned from the telescope. John, uh, uh, tell the Indians not to be afraid, will you? The eclipse will soon be over and uh, their moon god will be restored to them. But I can't. I've already told them that we were shooting the moon. I had no idea they'd act like this. As Williams spoke, an arrow thudded into the ground beside him, the feathered end quivering. The Indians were advancing, brandishing their weapons, bent on destroying these white men who had dared to attack their moon god. Do something, Woods, do something, will you? Do something before these crazy Indians kill us all. Without a moment's hesitation, Woods stepped out before the frenzied Indians with upheld palm. White man, big medicine! White man, bring moon god back to life! Look! And the moon again came into sight. The angry shouts of the Indians changed to joy, and they fell upon their knees in homage to the white men's medicine. John Williams and Asa Woods, their arms about each other for support, headed for Tucson. This is Pat McGeehan saying goodbye from my writer Charles Crowder and inviting you to listen again to another tale of Strange adventure.